Hola, mamacitas and papacitas. ¿Cómo estás? I know you missed me. Oh, what a doozy of a month it's been, y'all. Oh, my God. Um, Sorry I was away. I was doing a lot of shit. <laughs> I hope y'all are having a glorious fall. It's about wintertime here in Alaska. It's like I'm in Anchorage. I live here for the most part. And for the most part, I'll get into that in a second. But anyways, there is like six inches of snow outside and it is so pretty. Man, fuck all you like pussy ass bitches who are like, it's cold. I don't like cold. Bitch, put some clothes on and let's go outside and play. It's so pretty. I'm adapting very well. I am loving it. However, I am leaving Alaska um, for a few months, just cause I have to, like, I have shit that I am, I gotta, like, I have unfinished business, you know what I'm saying, in Vegas, so I've got to go down there and get my shit out of storage, I gotta buy a vehicle, <laughs> I sold my car, so I gotta, like, get my shit together, and, um, yeah, and it's gonna be slow in Alaska, like, um, in Anchorage, the club I work, the Great Alaskan Bush Company, by the way, best club ever for me. I fucking love it there. I just fit right in. My kind of girls, my kind of management, my kind of club, my kind of hustle, my kind of customers. This is my fucking place. This is where I'm going to retire. You know what I'm saying? Um, but until then, I have um, January, February, and March are slow at the Bushco. So I'm going to run down to the Southwest and work down there for a while. Like I said, I got to go to Vegas, um, but I don't want to spend a lot of time working in Vegas because I don't like working in Vegas. Uh, I think it's a fucking scam. Some girls love it. I am not one of those girls because I just don't give a fuck about like the egotistical whatever, whatever. Like I just don't really play that Um, and I'm not getting plastic surgery either and they like beat off to that shit down there and I'm just like, "Mm -mm, nope, sorry, bitch. I ain't getting Botox neither, so... (laughs) <laughs> you just gonna get what you get and you know i used to do weave and botox and fillers and all the shit and i learned it don't matter <laughs> none of that shit made a difference the only thing that makes a difference is your attitude that's it doesn't matter doesn't matter what you wear doesn't matter what perfume you're wearing doesn't matter what your hair looks like you don't even have to wear makeup really and dudes will be spending their money so just keep that in mind um, strippers don't spend all your money on stupid bullshit I mean if it helps you or whatever go for it then but like don't fall victim to the it's a fucking trap that shit's a trap that's why they call it trapping like this is a trap so just keep that in mind um but anyways so I'm leaving Alaska next week and I'm kind of getting sad because I don't want to leave um like I finally found a place that I want to like call home which is like kind of rare for me I'm usually kind of bouncing around everywhere. But I found a place, and now i got to leave because i got some shit to do. But I'm coming back. Um, coming back in June. I will definitely be here by June. Um, but in the meantime, I'm going to work in Denver. And if I don't like Denver, I'm just going to skirt up to Fort Collins and work up there. Um, then after that, I'm going to go to Phoenix. And then after that, maybe Vegas for, like, just for spring. What's it called? The basketball sports thing. <laughs> Spring. 
this is how much I care about sports. Like, you know, the basketball, like all the March Madness. That's what it's called. I'm so out of the loop, you guys. Like, wow. <clears throat> Anyways. So, yeah, if y'all are down in the Southwest, holla at your girl. I'll be down there in the spring um, till probably April or May or something. So, that's what's going on with me. Um, well, that's, like, the future. Um, what's really going on with me is such cooler shit. Like, I've been on these, um, I've been on a mission. And I didn't really know what I was doing. But now, in retrospect, I'm like, dirt, 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 dirt. Of course, I'm on that hippie shit. I'm super psychedelic. Uh, I'm a psychedelic bitch. And, um, yeah, I went to Portland for um, Halloween. Sorry, I'm, like, kind of out of it. I just woke up from a nap. My circadian rhythm is fucked. Um, Stripper life. Uh, Yeah. Anyways, I just woke up from a nap and, wait, wait. Wait, okay, fat, but let me backtrack a little bit. I went to Portland for Halloween, and I went there because I had an ayahuasca ceremony scheduled um, on Day of the Dead, which is also my best friend's birthday. Marissa, I love you. If you're listening, I love you. You're my favorite girl. And so is Bean. <laughs> and so is your man. Love all y'all. Anyways. It was her birthday, and so we all sat and did ayahuasca together, and that was a journey. Um, a lot of people are like, what was it like? Did you die? Did you go to your past lives? And honestly, bitches, it's none of your fucking business. It's a very personal experience. <clears throat> but I will tell you, Biden, <laughs> a little bit. Um, our shaman said that the more you like talk about the details, the less individualistic it becomes, and it becomes like this generalized like experience and it's not at all like even if I told you the specific details of what I saw and felt like it would make no sense to you um it's very personal and they call it medicine because it kind of is also FYI it is illegal so don't report me okay um it's illegal in America but what is this fucking stupid that's fucking stupid I just don't understand why psychedelics are illegal why because they drop your filter and let you see the world and realms as they are instead of as you were designed to see them by the society fuck that shit. i hate that shit and i hate that people are in jail for like having it or making it or selling it like fuck off it's innocent i don't do drugs like i but i will do all the psychedelics Anyway, the ayahuasca ceremony was really beautiful. Um, and like I said, it's medicine. So whatever kind of experience that your body and your soul needs, you will get. And I needed to fucking chill because I had been working like so much. Like in stripper world, working three days a week is like average, I would say. Um, and then if you want to be like extra, you'll work four days a week. And if you want to be like that bitch then you work five days a week or if you're a psycho you work six days a week i don't see how you bitches do that y'all gotta take care of yourselves um like take time off it's important um i had been working a lot and my adrenals were fatigued um my period wouldn't come like i just couldn't sleep well i wasn't eating very much because to prepare for ayahuasca you have to be on this strict diet and i was like 
fasting a lot and like eating like lentils and like lettuce and that was like it um which was like what I needed to do for that time but then the medicine like during ceremony it was like I had a good time (laughs) like it was fun the medicine was like okay you need to just like sleep and eat (laughs) like you need to chill um so that was really beautiful like it was really cool this the psychedelic part like the visuals because I could just feel my body and my energetic body like shifting between realms like physical realm dream realm past life future self like I was like shifting it was just so beautiful how this existence like you really can just slip in between realms whenever you want like you don't have to have ayahuasca to do that you can just meditate um so that was really cool to do hold on I gotta drink some cacao hold on Mm. I just woke up from a nap and like trying to get a little bit of energy even though it's like eight it was almost nine o'clock god damn it oh well um do y'all drink cacao it's really good for you it's what chocolate's made of. It's like drinking hot chocolate. And it has iron in it and magnesium and stuff. It's really yummy. I do that instead of coffee. Coffee makes me have anxiety. I'm just sensitive, okay? <clears throat> Anyways, um, so yeah, I had a really nice journey. And then in Portland, what I also did, which this was like the coolest experience I've ever had. I booked a psychic snake reading with Stephanie Ulrich. And she, you can find her on Instagram um, or yeah, her Instagram is snake channeler and her website is stephanieolrick.com, I think, which is also on her Instagram. But anyways, <clears throat> so what she does is she, oh God, I don't even know how she is like real, like <sighs> the things. Okay. So what she does is she channels psychic information through her snakes Um. And that sounds, like, far out. And that's because it fucking is, bro. Like, I don't know how she and that snake knew the things that they knew. But that shit was wild, bro. Like, I am so happy that I did that in tandem with the ayahuasca. Because I got, like, with ayahuasca, it's a lot of visions and feelings. But with the psychic snake reading, it's, like, words. And I'm a very, obviously, expressive person. Like, I need words. Like, that's my love language is words of affirmation. Like, I need to hear things. Um, uh, Also, you should look into your love languages, by the way. There's five of them. And it helps you understand, like, what you need to receive in order to feel loved. Anyway, one of mine is – my top one is words of affirmation. So, like, when Stephanie was channeling this information from the snake, it was just, like – fuck like I got to record it all on um, my phone and I listened to it all the time like it like changed my life like the things that I had experienced with that within the snake reading like the snake has it just knows stuff it was crazy crazy and it even knows stuff about people in my life like the snake mentioned one person they're like hey like this person in your life, you need to create more space between them because they suffer. And I hadn't talked to that person in a while. And I reached out to them after the reading and I was like, hey, is everything all right? Um, this, I had this experience and I just feel like you're suffering. Is this true? 
And the person would normally not admit this kind of thing. And they were like, yes, I am suffering greatly. Like, I'm addicted to cocaine and I'm, like, struggling and blah, blah, blah. <sighs> anyway, it was crazy because I didn't even ask that shit. And it just came out. I don't know. It was crazy. But, um, yeah, really helpful information. Like, <clears throat> through the snake told me to open more bank accounts and save more money um, as a, an offering to my past selves like my 14 year old self who like wanted this dream house in the mountains like it's time for me to like save more and for her to honor her um so I'm doing that I'm just it's just changed my shit up like I really recommend that y'all get a booking with her and if you need more information reach out to me uh but it's snake channeler on instagram or stephanieulrich.com she is fucking magical like magic dude <sighs> it was such a like it was mind-blowing fucking mind-blowing um so yeah snakes have been like all up in my shit um i love snakes i like had this fear of them growing up because they instilled that in us like from the bible and blah 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 and like i grew up in the country and there's a lot of venomous snakes where i'm from we have uh cotton mouths and um copperheads <laughs> that sounds so southern <laughs> because it is bitch um and they were they are venomous and like dangerous and kind of aggressive too but anyway so I grew up kind of being afraid of snakes and right when I left Tennessee when I moved to Vegas it was like the first week I was in Vegas and I didn't know anyone and I was like what and I didn't have a lot of direction <clears throat> I just knew like I was gonna dance there and blah 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 and right when I got there, I was like, had this inkling. I was like, snakes. I went to the reptile store by myself. I was like, hey, I went straight to the employee. I was like, hey, I don't really know why I'm here, but um, I'm just forewarning you. Like, I'm not going to buy anything today. I just really want to hold a snake. And he was like, sure. He went out and got the biggest boa. She was so beautiful. She was white. He got this boa out and he put her on me. And at first I was like, holy fucking shit i'm gonna die and then the longer i just breathed and like sat there with her i wasn't afraid at all i was actually like really into her and she was into me and i was like ah and that was when i first moved to vegas it was like 2016 and then a month before i left vegas on my birthday this year 2019 in april I was on a hike with my friends for my birthday. I was like, come on, bitches, we're going on a hike. So we're hiking in the desert. And this is the Mojave Desert, right? It's like very barren. Um, there's like Joshua trees and yucca plants, cacti, very dry, obviously. It's the high desert. So um, there's not a lot going on. It's very, very, very vast and barren. Lots of sunlight, very, like almost no clouds ever. Anyways, so we're on this hike. And it's really warm and we're like trotting along this trail and we got a warning from another hiker that there was a rattlesnake ahead. And I was like, fuck yeah, because they're kind of rare to see because the desert is so vast. Um, it's like most people live in Vegas like, you know, 20 years and they'll never see one. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. So we roll up on this um, rattlesnake, right? Um 
And I'm like Snow White, bitch. I just am. I can talk to all the animals. All the animals love me. Like, insects love me. (sighs) It's my gift. Like, I just know how to deal with creatures. Anyway, this rattlesnake is, like, starting to rattle its tail. Um, Rattle its rattler, like, kind of warning us, like, hey, bitch, don't come close. Like, I'm a little freaked out. You in my territory. And I love that about rattlesnakes. Like, people are scared of them. Um, which they should be in a way because they will kill your ass, um, which I love. But anyways, they don't, rattlesnakes don't really want to strike you, right? That's like exhausting for them. They're fucking tired. They know they ain't going to eat you, so why bother? They don't want to hurt you, but they, that's why they rattle to keep you away. Like, hey, 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 don't come over here. I'm fucking scared. And so they rattle and all my friends were like, oh my God, like taking videos of this rattling rattlesnake. And I was like. You know what? I'm going to calm this snake down. And I was like, hello, snake. (laughs) It's like, hello, snake. You're beautiful and we love you. And right after I said that, it stopped rattling and put its rattler down and like slowly wiggled away. And that was it. I was like, damn. And my friends were like, damn. And I was like, whoa, what just happened? This is really beautiful moment. Um, I love snakes. And I got, right before I left Vegas, I got a rattlesnake tattooed on my arm because it was, like, such a moment of, like, full circle. Like, I was scared of snakes when I got to Vegas. Ended up, you know, being able to talk to snakes and, like, kind of charm a snake. Uh, By the time I left, it was beautiful. Um, So, yeah, I've been doing a lot of, like, reflecting on, like, my past and, like, the things that I've gone through and, like, what sort of healing modalities that I've used to heal. And I kind of wanted to share some of those today because I feel like everyone could benefit from at least something that I say today. So thank you for listening. Um, Now we're going to talk about psychedelics because I honestly don't know where I would be without them. Like, okay, so... Um, I used to, let's fast, let's backtrack to 2009. Um, that was 10 years ago. I was 18. Um, I just got out of high school and I was dating this army guy and he was my brother's best friend. And since he was in the army, we couldn't smoke weed. So what we would do was Oxycontin, <laughs> the next best thing, you know, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but I can, I can joke about that shit cause I fucking was in that world. So fuck off. I'm going to make jokes whenever I want. Fuck your triggers, bitch. <laughs> just kidding. Anyways, um, hold on. I need more cacao. Um, okay. So we were doing a bunch of Oxycontin, which is like, mm, probably I would say the most addictive opiate that's like readily available. Of course, heroin also, but I think um, Oxycontin's kind of around more. So I I consider it to be a little bit more uh, readily available. Whatever. The point is I was doing a bunch of Oxycontin. It was bad, bad times. I was like waking up at like 9 a.m. snorting fucking 80 milligrams of Oxycontin with my boyfriend who was abusive and shitty to me. Um, That's the kind of life I was living at that time. Like it was very dark. I was very confused. I was very young. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know the effects of what I was doing. And everyone around me was kind of like doing it too, just because I grew up in a rural area and it was 
just like something to do, I guess. I don't know. It's pretty lame, but um, no judgment. I'm sure some of y'all been there. So anyway, I was doing a bunch of Oxycontin and um, I got really skinny because whenever you do pills, you like purposefully, if you're whatever, you a lot of times will not eat so that you can feel the effects of the drugs more. So I would like go pretty much days without eating and just like snorting pills. I would have like, you know, a meal here and there. Um, It was like not nutritional at all. I was eating like Wendy's or ew, God, I can't believe this is my life, but whatever. Moving forward, doing a bunch of oxy. And then one night I was partying. I was like a party animal at this time, like crazy, like wild as fuck. I'm still wild as hell, but like so different. Anyways, I was at this club or something and I was like in backstage or whatever. And I was like, I'd done some Oxycontin and then I did some Molly. So fucked up, but it actually felt really good. Anyway, okay. So I did the the Molly and the Oxycontin and then my friend gave me some mushrooms and I had never done mushrooms before. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, let's do this. You know, let's do this. So I eat these mushrooms. And um, I'll just get to the good part. Basically, I start tripping. And I was, like, already high from the other drugs. But mushrooms were different. They, like, I ended up, like, going back to my boyfriend's bunker or whatever they call those things that they live in on base. I ended up going back to his house. And I was laying in his bed. And he would, I was like, oh my God, like the walls are dripping. Like, oh, this is amazing. Like, look at all these beautiful patterns everywhere. Like, and then I was, I was in his bed and it was like, the sun was coming up, you know, it was like one of those nights. And I, I'd been laying there and I sat up and I looked at the pillowcase and my, I noticed my hair was all over it. And I was like, oh my God, my hair is falling out. And it really was. I had no idea. Like I was so... Like Oxycontin had me so out of my mind that I didn't realize that I was, my body was shutting down. Like my fucking hair had fallen out. Like it had been falling out. Um, and I remember I was like talking to my boyfriend. I was like, like, look at this. Like my hair is falling out. He's like, no, you're just tripping. You're just tripping. And I was like, yeah, I know I'm tripping, but like, that's how I know this. Like, look at this. And that was when I first experienced like the reality that I lived in was like unavailable to me at that time without mushrooms and like it was I was like oh my god like I've got to stop doing drugs like I can't do this I can't do pills anymore like I need to be eating like what am I doing like I had all these thoughts and like I soon after broke up with the boyfriend like um went on this healing journey by myself I didn't really know that that was what I was doing but that's what I was doing and I kept seeking mushrooms so whenever I'd go out and party with friends, I'd have a couple of cocktails and then I'd be like, yo, who got the shrooms? Like, I need them. And the more I did them, the more answers would come to me. I remember one time, because I grew up with body dysmorphia, because my dad always used to tell me I was fat and I never was, which is fucked up, but whatever. It's, you know, it's part of our journey. And um, so I would like, I remember one time I ate some mushrooms and I looked down, I was like 19, and I looked down at my body And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not fat. I'm not fat at all. I'm actually really beautiful. Look at this. Look at my, oh, my God. Look at my, look at my belly. It's so nice. Mm, Look at my curves. They're so pretty. 
Like I went, I had a whole awakening because of mushrooms. I I literally would not have figured this shit out <laughs> without it. I would probably be in some drug induced whatever at this point. Like I come from a line of addicts. Like that shit would have picked me up, you know? I, I don't know what I would do without mushrooms. And I remember this other time I was on mushrooms and, you know, I do mushrooms a lot. Like what, not a lot, not, you know, every day, but like, you know, when I need it, when I feel like I need some medicine, I'll just eat some mushrooms. Or if I feel like my ego is inflated or if I feel lost or like kind of depressed or whatever, mushrooms, dude, they are magical. That's why they're called, <laughs> called magic mushrooms. Like, I'm so thankful that I found them like drug. I don't consider those drugs. That's fucking stupid. Mushrooms are not drugs. They are fungi that grow in the ground. But without like, I guess I could say drugs got me off drugs, but mushrooms got me off drugs. Um, And when I was super heavy on opiates, everyone, when I was out, when I would finally open up about it later, everyone was like, you didn't go to rehab. You didn't go to, you didn't need treatment. And I was like, no, I just did mushrooms. (laughs) Like learned quickly what was going on. Um, So I have mushrooms to thank for that. And this recent experience with ayahuasca was very, because ayahuasca is a, a psychedelic, has psychedelic properties as well. Do some research. I don't, I mean, it's a plant that grows and they mix it with this other plant that grows in the Amazon and you drink it and that's how you consume it. You don't smoke it or anything. You drink it. It's like tea. You drink this tea and then you wait and it's a ceremony and there's like hours. You do it for hours and yeah um i'm just getting a lot of answers um because after the ceremony the shaman um gave me a vial of ayahuasca to microdose so i've been microdosing it for the last month and a lot of repressed memories have come up um so i'm really thankful for that um because it'll just come up at random times too like, I'll be at work just having a conversation about something, and suddenly, boom. Like, I remember this time and when I was seven, and this thing happened to me, and that's and I was like, oh, that's probably why I react this way in certain situations. Like, I don't know. It's There's a lot um, to be said about psychedelics and their um, effect on our brain. Um, and the... You know, there's people have different opinions about this. Some people are like, why would you do that? Because then, because, okay, so what happens when you do it, psychedelics is your body releases DMT into your bloodstream. And DMT is produced in your pineal gland, which is your third eye. Um, it's between your eyes and the middle of your forehead. And But the crazy thing is, is DMT is found in everything. Like you, everything has it in it. It's just, you know how much you consume that you can that affects you so um i think that that's a little and people are like some people they argue that they want to save the dmt experience for when they die and i'm like why then you're dead (laughs) like what's the point in that i'd rather experience it when i'm alive because when i'm dead then i'll be something else (laughs) which by the way i absolutely 100 percent believe in past lives now i was kind of unsure but um, I've fucking been in one of my past lives. 
which was wild. But, um, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, sorry, I started thinking about my past life. I was, a, um, I was a sailor. I was in the Navy, which is why now today I love the military so much. I just do. I just love my military men. I love America and like that part of America. Like I love that people are so brave that they would do whatever it takes to like protect our country. Even if they don't agree with what they have to do, they're still going to do it. Um, which is a common misconception that a lot of people have about the military. They're like, well, why would they go to war? Well, bitch, because that's what we have to do right now. Like it's not time to question. Someone's got to do it period. So the people that choose to do it, I think are very brave and I have a lot of respect. So if you're one of those people, I love you and I see you and I feel you. Um, I was one of you. (laughs) So weird. Yeah, actually like my past self, when I got to like experience him um through these psychedelic experiences he told me um he's like (laughs) you should masturbate in the mirror more (laughs) he's like um I always thought it was great to know a hot woman but to be one is way better (laughs) I'm like hell yeah (laughs) that's what's that um so yeah that was pretty cool but yeah man psychedelics like I've done DMT a few times and acid a few times I'm not big fan of acid the first time I ever did it I like had this crazy alien experience (laughs) um yeah it was like talking to aliens I don't know it was weird I was it felt kind of like the experience felt kind of like what's the word I'm looking for um like like fake like lab laboratory I don't know how to describe the word um kind of felt what's fuck Kelsey think think what's the word super not superficial whatever it felt like kind of like not natural it felt kind of like created um by something which I guess is cool but um it's not really what I prefer I prefer a more natural approach to psychedelics I'm not really into like some shit that somebody made in a lab somewhere that kind of weirds me out I'd rather it just grow off the ground and then I eat that shit (laughs) because nature um, but anyways, um, there's a lot of benefits to these things. Um, for a lot of people, there is psychedelics, however, are not safe for some people, like people that suffer with um, schizophrenia um, or some other mental disorders. It can actually like um, trigger you to like switch in between personalities and like mental states, and that's not safe for everyone. So I'm not telling you to do them. I'm just telling you there are benefits for some people. Um, so don't sue me. <laughs> also, I'm not a doctor. Um, so you should probably do some research um, if you're considering these things. But anyways, if Joe Rogan can talk about it, I can talk about it, bitch. Every time I tell someone I have a podcast, they're like, oh my God, do you listen to Joe Rogan? I'm like, no, I don't have fucking time. I don't actually listen to any podcasts. Which, if my, is my podcast dry? <laughs> I I try to... I try to make it, like, as real as I am, you know? I try not to, like, make it fakey or, like, studio-y. Like, I'm just chilling, like, on my bed right now, drinking cacao, like, talking to myself. <laughs> talking to you, but there's no one else in the room, so. Um. Anyways, no, I don't listen to Joe Rogan. Um. Props if you do, though. That's cool, I guess. 
podcasts are cool. I like to listen to people. People are more interesting than to me than um pretty much anything. People and like animals and nature are my favorite things. Speaking of people, <laughs> I have a special someone in my life right now. I'm not going to tell you much about them because I like I'm learning um that I like to keep this thing very private, but just know that I am thriving, honey. Oh, I got me some good. I'm like, oh, damn, is this going to be like forever? Like, I'm into it. Baby boy, he be cooking for me. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. All I'm going to say, people in the world, is that if your partner cooks you food and does it well, honor them. It is such a treat. Like, my man loves to cook for me. Like, gourmet, bitch. Like, this shit is no joke. That <sighs> pussy just tingled talking about it. She's like, where is he? <laughs> it's okay, honey. We're on a break right now. He's not here right now. <clears throat> Sorry, that was conversation between me and my pussy. <laughs> Yo, my pussy has, like, hella wisdom. Actually, I think I'm going to make a separate podcast about pussies and wisdom and like they have their own nervous system they have their own brain well not brain but like you know okay just play along okay um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna make a whole other episode about that shit because that shit is incredible and i've been tapping into it lately and it's just like shit is popping off speaking of popping off um i'm gonna flex a little bit baby girls been making some good ass money and i've been having some good ass grades i have a 4.0 gpa in my master's um i'm studying mental health counseling so i've been like super researching all kinds of psychology which is probably now that in retrospect i'm like well duh this is like my life work like I've always been really interested in psychology and sociology and behavior and philosophy, which basically is mental health counseling, all those things, Um, which is probably why I'm so interested and involved in psychedelics because they reprogram your brain, essentially. Like, I have a lot of friends that since I started studying mental health counseling, they've come to me with... um, you know, their issues with their depression medication and what I think that they should do, which I am not a psychiatrist. I do not specialize in neurological nothing. I just know about human behavior. Um, But anyways, it's still flattering. And what I always suggest is that they microdose on mushrooms um, because they, there's research available that, and proven that microdosing on mushrooms uh, helps rewire your brain and form new neural pathways to create a more healing environment in your mind. So if that's something that you have been considering, this is your answer or your sign. This Here's your sign. <laughs> What's that guy? Larry the Cable Guy. Here's your sign. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's what's going on with me. I've been working a lot, making good money. Drinking cacao, making good grades, um, doing psychedelics. (laughs) Um, Another thing that I would like to talk about just briefly before we go is boundaries. I've been learning a lot about boundaries. 
um, through my schooling and through my personal therapy that I have with my therapist. Um, and, you know, just entering a new relationship, um, you learn a lot about what your boundaries are and like how you can make those boundaries work for you instead of work against you. Um, I think as women, especially as Southern women, uh, we struggle a lot with boundaries because it's taught to us like that. It's in our nature. Um, like it's very cultural in the South to kind of not have boundaries. I don't know why it's really fucking ass backwards. And whenever you draw boundaries to Southern people, they get offended and they're like, Oh, well, fine. I won't never offer, offer my help again. And it's like, no, you dumb motherfucker. Like, I'm just trying to tell you I got this shit and I just need a minute. So um, if you're a Southerner, I fucking feel you, bro. Like, there's a lot of ass backwards thing that's, things that we were taught as Southerners that moving west has, like, really helped me learn. Um, <clears throat> I took some notes um, in my therapy session the other day because it was so helpful for me. So I'm going to read some of them to you. <clears throat> so with boundaries, um, uh, if you use them right, you gain power because you draw a line around, okay, I'm not going to dive into this with you right now. That's drawing a boundary. Like, a, um, an example for me is I have this person in my life who's an addict and whenever they call me, um, I know within the first three seconds, whether they're using or not. And I love them either way. Because that's just how addicts are. Like, they're, it's part of their life. Like, you just accept it. Um, this, is, this is my personal philosophy. As someone who loves an addict, you accept it and you love them anyway, no matter what they're going through. Um, that's just been my personal constitution with it. So whenever this person will call me, I want to answer, right? Because this may be the last time I ever speak to them because of their addiction like they may overdose you know or whatever they they may you know you never know you never know with um an addict or anyone really but like especially addicts like for me because of my traumatic past with addicts um they can be very triggering for me so anyway so when I answer the phone I'll know within the first three seconds whether the person's using and if they are I draw a boundary if they're not I can facilitate a conversation and not be upset the reason I draw boundaries is because when they are using I I get really upset like it it triggers me I go back to that place when I was a little girl experiencing these traumatic events around addiction and it's not healthy or conducive to like a healthy life for me so I have to just be like look I love you I can't talk to you right now I'll call you later And that's all you have to say. That's all you have to do to draw a boundary. Just be like, hey, you know what? Actually, something just came up and I really can't talk right now. I need some space. Um, I love you and I'll talk to you another time. You don't have to give a huge explanation like, well, I can't talk to you right now because you're fucked up. Like, that's just going to cause a fight. Like, I've learned. So anyways, um, whenever you draw that boundary, whenever it's time, you create power. Um, Now, let's say that you... Like in my situation, this happened to me the other day. The person called me, they were using, and I knew. And instead of drawing my boundary, I felt guilty. I was like, oh no, well, fuck, if I don't talk to them, like this might be the last time. And then I'll feel guilty for not being there for them on their last, you know, day of life, which I know this is dramatic, but this is also real. This is like what we experience when we 
love people that are addicts, um, which I don't mean to like make it like us versus them because it's not. We're all people and we're all equals. But I mean, these are circumstances that make that change realities. So addiction, I mean. So anyways, um, I felt this. So boundaries either give you power or if you don't respect your own boundaries, you'll feel guilt. Um, so for me, it's important to to recognize, okay, this is time to draw the boundary and then I draw it. And if I don't, I will, it'll be a fucking issue. Like I already know I've, it's tried and true. If I don't draw the boundary, shit gets fucked up. I get upset. I get hurt. I start crying. They get confused. Like it's a whole fucking bullshit ass deal. And I could just avoid it all by just drawing the boundary. So if you're out there struggling with that, I fucking feel you, honey. We're in this together. Just know that taking space for yourself is totally normal and okay. And whenever you first start drawing boundaries, especially um, like in my situation, the person would get really offended. They'd be like, oh, you don't want to talk to me because that's a very like manipulative, like guilt, shamey thing that a lot of um, people fall into, especially addicts, because um just is that way (laughs) they just it's just part of the game um so i'd you know when i draw the boundary like the first the first few times i drew it the person was like oh you don't want to talk to me you don't love me like this is blah 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 blah." and i was like you know what i don't have to deal with this right now i'm i love you very much and i have to go um so when you first start doing it it might feel a little off and it might feel like you're being a cunt but just know that the person's going to get used to it. The more you do it, the more they're going to realize, oh, okay, um, you know, Kelsey doesn't have time for me right now. That's fine. I will call her tomorrow. Like, it'll just kind of come second nature to you and them. Um, but just know, like, at first it might be a little hard. And that's okay. That That's what growth is, bitch. Like, growth ain't easy. It's fucking hard as hell. But you have to do it for yourself, for your mental health. Um, so I support that. Um it's like it's a responsibility that you have to yourself to draw your boundaries. And you'll notice like the more you practice, it just gets so much easier. And then the the other person that you draw the boundaries with will end up like respecting you more because they're like, oh, OK, cool. She I mean, if if they're in a healthy place, they'll understand and they'll be like, OK, I understand. Take your time whenever you're ready. I'd love to talk or whatever. Um, so just keep that in mind. Um, my therapist told me these things. She says that boundaries help keep you organized. They give you clarity. They separate what's mine and yours, which in energetic situations can be very important to know like, oh, this sadness isn't mine. This is your sadness. Like I can't deal with this right now. I got to draw my boundary. So, um, boundaries also create a container for you to exist in healthily. Um, And it also helps you control your energy. So um, if you're a sex worker or stripper, um, what this boundaries are really important, as you know. Um, And sometimes I'll feel like at work, here's the situation. Like I'll be at work and I'll have this person that I know is trying to suck my energy. Like I know it, but I still am like already in the middle of a dance or like we're in the middle of a conversation or whatever is going on. What I'll do is... I'll imagine myself because I still want to hold space for them, right? You can still hold space for people within your boundaries, you know, like you don't have to take on their energy. You can just sit there and listen um, to them without taking it in, right? So if someone's telling you about, 
say like in my situation, this happened to me recently where my customer was telling me about his wife that was an addict and that, like I said, hits hard for me. So I didn't want to like absorb it. Right. So what I did was I imagined myself talking to him in that space, in that situation with, and I created in my mind like this, um, kind of like an egg shell around my body that like deflected kind of like a mirrored eggshell where whenever he was talking to me instead of absorbing his shit I just reflected it and it wasn't able to enter my body and it wasn't able to enter my energetic field although I was still there holding space for him and I was making money you know what I'm saying (laughs) so um just that's a little tip for you there um it works for me and it's been helping me a lot lately I come home from work not feeling as exhausted Um, And I can work more because I don't have that, like, creeping energy, like, all up in my shit. Um, Like, I know that the shit that's in my body right now is mine and no one else's energy is in it. But, yo, I had to do a lot of work to get here. (sighs) A lot of work. Um, I think I'm going to wrap this up because I'm tired. (laughs) And, um... Yeah, that was a lot of information to retain, so I'll just leave you with that. Um, I hope that you and are enjoying your holidays. I know it can be hard for some of us, which, hey, return to your boundaries. Like, if you're not comfortable having a conversation or being in a situation or spending time with someone, just draw your boundary. You're fine. They'll understand. And if they don't, they will later. For real. So just be good to yourself and be easy with yourself. Um, I love you very much. Um, I don't have a breathing exercise in mind right now because my neurons aren't firing properly because my sleep has been fucked up, but we will take some breaths together. Just some gentle grounding breaths. So wherever you are, if you're driving, keep your eyes open. Even if you're walking, you can do this or running. You can do this. Um, there's walking meditation, by the way, you can look, look into that in your free time. I love doing that. Um, okay. So what we'll do is if you're sitting, uh, ground your bottom into the earth or your chair or your bed or wherever you are, and then close your eyes and pull the root of your, I'm sorry. See, I'm tired. Um, pull your crown of your head up to the sky, straighten your spine, and then slowly breathe in through your nose. Hold it at the top. Exhale out your mouth. Again, inhale through your nose. Hold it at the top. Exhale out your mouth. This time, make it the biggest breath of your day. Inhale through your nose. Hold it. Get a little more air. A little sip. Hold it. Exhale your mouth. Maybe now set an intention for the rest of your day. Mine is to receive. I'm like in this receiving place. And flutter your eyes open. And give yourself a hug or a kiss.
and tell yourself you love yourself and you're doing so good and I'm so proud of you and let's fucking power through this last month of 19 bitch we're about to enter a new decade so um I hope y'all are doing well I'm sending you so much love um until next time